Love hitting the highway? It's time now for Road Trips Australia with the Dark. Broadcasting through Blue Collar Media. In partnership with Top Parks. There's a Top Parks holiday for every family budget. Plus, become a Top Parks G'day Rewards member and save even more. Visit topparks.com.au. G'day and welcome to the very latest edition of Road Trips Australia, an Aussie travel podcast produced by Blue Collar Media in partnership with Top Parks. Every week we'll go into detail of Australian road trips and the attractions along the way, the must-do stop-offs, tips and a whole lot of information. We'll also put the spotlight on caravan parks located either during the road trip or at the final destination. The facilities, the services you can expect, the accommodation options from caravan and camping sites to on-site cabins and a whole lot more. Each week I'll be joined by Great Divide Tours operator and owner Vic Widman and Top Parks guru as well, Michelle Hanson. So if you love heading off in a, in a motorhome, love caravanning, camping or just getting in the car and taking off on a road trip, you will love Road Trips Australia. You too can be a part of it. Just send me an email by going to bluecollarmedia.com.au you and click on the contact button there. Let's kick things off with a song that Adam Harvey wrote just for us, Highway Number One. Stick around, this is Road Trips Australia. Highway Number One goes on forever. Once you hit the road, it never ends. Just ask anyone who's ever been there. You go around once and you'll go around again Don't go looking in the rearview mirror Thinking about the things you haven't done Caravan, camper van, get there anywhere you can I'll see you out on highway number one It starts off with a strange uneasy feeling You're doing things outside the old routine Instead of reading better homes and gardens You're getting lost in travel magazines Then one day you wake up humming on the road again That's when you know it's time to go Highway number one goes on forever Once you hit the road it never ends Just ask anyone who's ever been there Go around once and you go around again Don't go looking in the rearview mirror Thinking about the things you haven't done Caravan, caravan, get there any way you can I'll see you out on highway number one song of freedom Looking through your windscreen at the world Oh, every night there's new stars on the ceiling And a big backyard to greet at every turn Next thing you're thinking as you face a road ahead I wish I'd known years ago
Savannah Way, Great Northern, Northwest Now you're in W.A. Head down the southwest And then the south goes in the air Oh, 15,000 pays all up and hey You're still not there Highway number one goes on forever Once you hit the road, it never ends Just ask anyone who's ever been there you go around once and you'll go around again Don't go looking in the rearview mirror Thinking about the things you haven't done Caravan, camper van, get there any way you can I'll see you out on highway number one North, south, east, west On the road with no address When you're out on highway number one That was Adam Harvey, and I've got to say that Adam Harvey did a great job of writing that song just for us, and it is a fantastic song. If you haven't got it yet, you need to get hold of it, and you can buy that at all the usual places. And uh, he's got an album coming out later in the year as well, and we look forward to playing some songs off that album. Now, Adam will be a uh, contributor to this podcast as well, and we look forward to getting him on. And uh, he has done a lot of road travelling in his time, touring the country and performing um, all over Australia and plenty of road trips, so it'll be great to have Adam Harvey as part of the uh, Road Trips Australia podcast. Also, Mal Laylam from the famous Laylam Brothers will join us from time to time, and he has travelled Australia for well over 50 years and certainly has uh, a lot of experience, seen a lot of places, taken a lot of photographs as well. We'll talk to him about that at some point, but uh, certainly uh, two very experienced campaigners right there in Adam Harvey and Mal Leyland. Now, this week's road trip is an absolute cracker. We are off through the Flinders Range as we'll kick off from Port Augusta and we'll talk to Vic Woodman uh, shortly about that. But it is an absolute beauty. It's a beautiful part of Australia. The Flinders, I think, it's just about on everybody's bucket list. It's one of the one of the big three, I reckon, or maybe four or five. Or then again, when you're talking about travelling Australia, it can be the big 500. But I think for most people, they love to get to Cape York. They love to get to the Kimberleys. They love to get to places, you know, like Broome. They also love to get to places is like the the other Victorian high country but the Flinders Ranges is on that list somewhere in a pretty good position it is an absolute cracker of a of a place to visit I've been down there it is absolutely beautiful you pick it at the right time of year and um, it's an absolute beauty so the road trips are beauty and it can be a big road trip this one as well and Vic Widman will join me um, a little bit later to go into detail but in the meantime As you know, we love to talk about accommodation options on this podcast and obviously we are in partnership with Top Parks who have more parks in more places. That's what they say. And if you haven't... um looked up their website you need to do that topparks.com.au and while you're at it you can become a G'day's Reward uh, member it is the go plenty of uh, bonuses in doing that and uh, each week we are joined on this uh, podcast by Michelle Hanson who I call the guru from Top Parks and she's on the line Michelle G'day. Well G'day what a magical time of the year. I know, we just need caravan parks to get back open. To, I know, we, we're getting close, we're getting close. WA's had some big changes this week, so mm. WA you can stay in parks within your region. Yeah, that's, can't cross those regional borders. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? And I, and I know it that they're, they're easing some restrictions up in the Northern Territory as well, and it won't be long as it, it floods through the country. And if we just take our time and do it properly, the sooner we do all that, the sooner we can get back into it. And anyway, so... Yeah. 
that's so, it. So depending on Australia, when, I think will be next. Yeah, so. exactly. Now, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, obviously we are uh, recording this podcast during the coronavirus um, pandemic. And uh, but if you're listening to this in a few months' time, you're thinking, "What's going on?" <laughs> but anyway, we're back on the road. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> oh, I hope so. The Flinders Rangers is the uh, the focus today, and as I mentioned, Vic Woodman will join us shortly to go into detail. But you've, you, I mean, top parks, as we say, have more parks in more places. Um, t- tell us, we want to focus on a caravan park down in the Flinders. What do you got for us? So we've got Ronsley Park Station, which is very iconic within the Flinders Ranges. Yep. It's right in the heart. So just give us that name again. Your phone was just a bit dodgy there. Oh, sorry, Ronsley Park Station. Yep. So it's got everything. Um, sort of right from your caravan sites, unpowered sites, right through to luxury, like full-on eco-friendly. You know, they've got the villas, they've got the homestead, the holiday units, they've got everything to fit, to suit every budget and every style. This caravan park wouldn't necessarily be like your standard caravan park if it's a station. It's not. It's not. It is right, like, everywhere you look. It doesn't matter where you are, you're looking out at the ranges. Mm. It's just spectacular. Just There's not a bad spot to be standing. Yeah, unbelievable. So when you say it's a station, is it some sort of a working station as well? It is. It is, yes. So um, it's got a little bit of everything. But, you know, you can – it's just so much space, of course, of where it is, that you can just do anything. That sounds fantastic. So the, it does. The um, You can say it's the Rawnsley Homestead. And that's sort of got your big bedrooms and all the mod cons, everything you could possibly want. It's got your own campfire area. It, the, it overlooks Wilpenia Pound there. So yeah. you're sort of looking out over that spectacular area there. It's got its own pool, yep. the homestead has. So, and then, you know, right, um, right across down through all the different styles and things. Down to your, um, as I said, your unpowered camping, which mm. is just getting right back to basics. And I think that's exactly where we are in the middle of this corona and coming out of it, I think you'll find a lot more of us going, you know what, I'm tapping out. I just want to get back in touch with nature and spend some time. So sitting around a campfire with the tent, mm. it doesn't get much better than that. I've got to say, in, in particular, this this is an absolute cracker. And, and I mean, you basically have endless... Um, horizons to look across it's just an amazing scenery the scenery in that area in general is just amazing um but this particular place it is good that that top parks i mean we cater for everyone don't we i mean we've got the holiday parks on the on the coast and 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 in all other places and as well as places like dubbo i mean i've stayed at the top parks at dubbo which is you know right there you know walking distance to the cbd and things like that and then we've we've touched on austin love we, we did more than touch on it but we spoke about austin um village last week in tamworth again another park but this one is it's great that this it's not your traditional park it's actually part of a of a of a working station in the flinders with beautiful views and um and I know uh, I've, I've looked up a lot of info on this a little bit earlier and, you know, you've got eco-friendly luxury cab- cabins to, if you want to sleep under the stars, you can have five star or you can sleep That's under, or, or you can sleep under five billion stars. I love that. It's exactly it. Like, I'd really, you know, like to go and spend at least seven days 
mm. um, at Rawnsley because I think you could set your chair up for happy hour to yeah. see the sunset every yeah. night for the seven nights and still not see every every aspect of it. You yeah. could just turn yourself a little bit each night and just get a completely different view. Mm. It's amazing. Unbelievable. Now, there's a Woolshed restaurant, is that right? There is. Yeah, yeah, absolute cracker. And again, just sit, sitting in picturesque location where you, no matter where you're sitting, either inside or outside of the restaurant, there's a big um, veranda that goes around it. Um, you've just have beautiful views of the ranges and the the country scenery. It's just fantastic. I mean, that would certainly um, be very very popular, um, and it, and it just serves delicious modern Australian cuisine, doesn't it? It does, and um, you know you can do right through from breakfast lunch, dinner, you know, you can just set yourself up for a total experience and as I said, I think that's really what we're looking for. Yeah, exactly right and uh, like we say, it's, it's, it's just in a, in, a, in a fantastic part of, um, of South Australia certainly um, it's, and it's not too far it's, it's basically um, about five hours from Adelaide which isn't too far for people listening down in, in Adelaide but um, an absolute cracker spot and uh, really just get yourself to that Port Augusta region and off you go. And the thing I like about it is that it's not your traditional caravan park, holiday park. It's a, it's a station and, and you feel like you're in the outback. It's just a, you know, and the fact that Top Parks has, for, you know, places like this on, on the books is fantastic because it's just, we say more parks in more places, but there's more selection too. That's it. It, it doesn't matter what sort of experience you're after, we can tick that box. Mm, unbelievable, and uh, and there's a fair bit of history to be uh, to be experienced down there as well. Because, uh, like we say, it was settled. The, the, well, the actual station itself um, is was part of another station which was settled back in 1851. So there's plenty of history there. And that's the thing I love about the. I know, I know we talk a lot about caravan parks here. I know in my travels, I've stayed on a couple of working stations, and every station I've ever stayed on has a rich history. And I know out at, out at Trilby Station and uh, in western New South Wales, next door to that is Dunlop Station, which no longer operates as a working station, but has an enormous rich history, as does this one at, the, at Rawnsley Park. It, it again, it too has um, a heap of history to discover whilst you're down there. Oh, you could fill a month easy and yep. still not have seen everything that, either the station or the Flinders have got to offer. Like, and I'm sure that, um, you know, that'll be definitely what they'll talk about when he, when he starts his little bit. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like we say, it, it's, a, it's a working sheep station, so you get to experience all of that. And the kids can actually go down there and work out that when you go to a butcher shop to buy a leg of lamb, it actually didn't come from there. It actually come from places like this. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's it. Yes, it, it. It makes a difference. So, but yeah. it's... Um, you know, it just is spectacular, and why not? Yeah. At the end of the day, why not? Yeah, absolutely. There's a range of accommodation at Rawnsley Park Station, from Caravan Park, as you mentioned. There are holiday units, the Rawnsley Homestead, which would be something different, and, of course, we mentioned those luxury villas. Now, I'm tipping the Caravan Park side of it. Uh, it would just be the, the views, again, just fantastic, the scenery, the backdrop of the Flinders Ranges. It makes you want to head down there now, Michelle. I know that's it, and they've they've got some um, pretty good deals coming up as well. I know at the moment anybody listening for it at the moment that needs to sort of bunker down anywhere in South Australia. Yeah, I also noticed that the accommodation there at any time is um, 
is very, very uh, good, you know, good value for buck. It's an absolute cracker. Uh, I mean, you can get one of the cabins there um, from $110 a night for two people, which is fantastic. There is a linen charge if you're not carrying your own linen, which is normally pretty standard, but it's only $10 as well. But um, the cabins are fantastic. I mean, you've got queen bed, TV, kitchen, a couple of bunks and a little dining area, as well as a undercover paved area just outside your cabin, which is a great place to kick back, have a cold beer at the end of the day and do all that. So, uh, But there's also a bunkhouse which is fantastic value, Michelle. Like at forty dollars per adult per night, and thirty bucks for for kids a night. So that, that that's not too bad, and um, but certainly uh, plenty of um, you know, kitchen dining, and of course uh, general amenities as well. A fantastic park, and if uh, if ever you want to get that that country experience um, and be catered for there, uh, no matter what your budget is. This, this one could be for you, especially if you love that area, which most people do. I mentioned um, a bit earlier that I believe that the Flinders is right up there with the high country, with the Kimberleys, with all those other places that you can, you know, visit around Australia. Obviously, anyone who's been to the Flinders Ranges will tell you that um, it's a must-do. You must go to the Flinders. It's, an, it's a, just a, there's something magical about it. It's, it does, as you said, have full of that Australian history. There's so much to see and do. And um, one, you know, I, I know I've said it before, but just why not? You know, everybody, especially, you know, in Adelaide, if you've been held up at the moment, you know, in an apartment in the middle of Adelaide, you're busting to get out. Let's just go. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, if you want to uh, get yourself down there and camp somewhere where you're overlooking the southern side of Wilpuna Pan, Rawnsley Park Station could be for you because it does provide the perfect base for exploring South Australia's beautiful Flinders Ranges. You just base yourself there and you can uh, go out exploring every day. You can uh, send them an email, reception at rawnsleypark.com.au. That is the email address. Or you can give them a call on... on, um, 0886480700, that's the phone number down there, but just jump on the website, just type it in, Rawnsley Park Station, which is R-A-W-N-S-L-E-Y, Rawnsley Park Station, if you Google that, it certainly will come up, but again, Michelle, you've done it, you've picked another great park, and it's right there, right in the middle of this week's road trip, which of course is the Flinders Ranges. Yeah, well, you enjoy the rest of the road trip and um, we'll see where we end up next week. Yep, absolutely. Don't forget, too, if you want to know more about Top Parks, you need to jump onto their website, topparks.com.au. That is yeah, the website. You can, Sorry? You can search for Ronsley straight from there as well. The search bar will come up. Just start typing it in and away you go. Yeah, absolutely. And you can basically travel right around Australia uh, just about and, and do it via the Top Parks website because they do have... Um, caravan parks just about everywhere and as we say more parks in more places they certainly do have that make sure when you jump onto that website you check out the G'day Rewards Program it's an absolute cracker you get deals at all sorts of places including the good guys and a whole lot more so uh, you know jump onto that you're saving money whilst you're booking your accommodation but not only that you're picking up a bargain around the place as well and that's what we like to encourage people to do I believe that Michelle once this is over and we're into it again Road trips are going to be on everywhere. You don't have to have a caravan or a motorhome or a camper trailer. Uh, you can just jump in your car, throw your gear in the boot and stay in some of the cabin accommodations 
uh, options that are available through Top Parks. This this week's was an absolute cracker. Rawnsley Park Station, like I said, if you want to go there and you don't have a caravan or a, or a camper trailer, or they do look after you because they have the caravan park within it. They, as I mentioned, there are holiday units. You can stay at the homestead and, of course, the Eco Villa Luxury. Or if you're like me, you can just get out there under the five billion stars. We love that, Michelle. We'll talk to you next week, and that's hopefully. Uh, we'll, I think we're getting better as we go, and I think it won't be long before we have a few parks open around the place. You mentioned WA. I noticed they're lift, lifting some restrictions in the Northern Territory, which is fantastic, and hopefully Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, and Tasmania will follow. And uh, and even if we, you know, that, that 50 k's, you can get away. And, uh, and as that, as that gets a bit bigger and borders start opening again. Um, we can certainly get back out there. And who knows? I mean, look, we don't want to rush it because we don't want to put ourselves back where we were. So we've got to take our time. And it could be, a, you know, so we just encourage people, uh, if you are listening to this during the coronavirus time, don't rush it. Don't, don't get complacent because we don't want to go backwards. We're on the slow creep out. And we want to continue that. And what are we now? We're in May, the, you know, the beginning of May. So uh, who's to say that by, you know, July, September... We could still, that still gives us time to get out there and then we can start planning those Christmas breaks as well. So uh, if you want to know any more, you want to check out some locations and some holiday locations travelling within Australia this year or any year for that matter because we've been telling you to do that now for about five or six years on the radio, um, you need to check out the website topparks.com.au. Michelle, we'll talk next week. Thanks, Doc. See you. Bye. Good on you. And that was Michelle Hansen from Top Parks. And as I mentioned, go to that website, topparks.com.au. And as we say, uh, Top Parks certainly do have more parks in more places. And as I mentioned earlier, Vic Widman, who is the owner-operator of Great Divide Tours and a good mate as well, uh, has done road trips just about everywhere in Australia. In fact, if he hasn't done it, it doesn't exist. He's on the line. Vic, g'day. Oh, g'day, mate. How are you today? What a Hey, listen, you know what's happened, don't you? No, I don't. It's, it's, it's turned cold, mate. Yeah, I know. Boy, it's oh, boy. I know. It's absolutely freezing. <laughs> and uh, anyway, We've had that... Uh, yeah, I'm going to say we've had that that icy blast come through, and um, we've we've turned the corner in the winter, as they say. Um, it's uh, we've had snow uh, down the mountains, good old Braidwood down at the training centre. Like we've got to about five degrees of apparent temperature, you know, with the wind chill all day. Mm, mm. Um, poor old Wiley's down there trying to run a training course. Good on him. Anyway, at least we've got a little bit of work. Yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly right. It won't be long before we're into it again. And I mentioned earlier, no matter if you are listening to this podcast and a, a couple of months' time after we've recorded it, we have done this one, uh, obviously, during the coronavirus pandemic. And uh, hopefully as, as the restrictions are easing around the place, we just touched on the fact that in Western Australia, you can now go camping and travelling around a bit within your own zone, so to speak which will um, will then cause places like caravan parks and the like to open back up um, gradually, which is what we want. We don't want to rush it because we don't want to have to go backwards and do the last, you know, six or seven weeks again. Uh, so let's just take our time and get through it. Vic, we just spoke about Rawnsley Park Station because obviously this week's road trip oh, is the mate. Flinders. You, you've told me you've stayed yeah. there a, a number of times. Oh, yes, mate. Yeah, yeah. Look, we do a 12-day Flinders Rangers trip. Um, in fact, um, that one is on in September, and who knows? We might still be able to run it, but uh, it's it's brilliant trip because that this whole Flinders Rangers, when you let me 
you know, when you let me off the leash and I start talking about the Flinders Way, mm. uh, uh, I just get excited. You know, when, when I start to to research for these these talks for you, mate, I just get so excited because you know I've been to these places. I can I can imagine what they're like in my mind, and mm. and I've had a little bit of rain, and and this Flinders Ranges area is absolutely stunning after rain with the wildflowers. And Rawnsley Park, it's it's the place to stay for sure, mate. But we camp there all the time. And um, it, you're looking straight across at what is known as Rawnsley Bluff, which is the outer edge of the giant Wilpena Pound. Mm. It looks like it looks like it's a um, a meteorite impact, but in fact, it's just the way the mountains have been pushed up there with over the millions and millions of years. But mate, I've um, you know I've spent a bit of time there, and uh, I've even done the walk all the way to the top of Rawnsley Bluff, which. But let me tell you, it's it's a, a very very steep and difficult climb. Well, I won't be doing it any time soon then. Not, <laughs> not recommending me. I'll tell you where I would be is in the restaurant there. I'm tipping you've uh, spent a bit of time in that um, in that restaurant that's on site. <laughs> Mate, it's a it's a fabulous restaurant. I mean, it, it really it, it's like a five star restaurant mm. out in the in the country. I mean, Rawlsley Park. Let, let's just try and paint the picture for our listeners. Uh, it's a station. It's a working cattle, uh, sorry, sheep station, mm. all right, in the Flinders Ranges, which they've now developed a very large tourist aspect with it. So they've got a great caravan park, one of the top parks. They've got uh, cabins that you can stay in. Uh, we stay in a in the campground, and they've got two campgrounds, and we we go to what they call the bush campground because it is just like camping in the bush. It's like you go out the back of the campground, and you, you're out there camping on the the uh, the red soil the red stones look at you know the Flinders Range is a pretty stony area mm. you can still get the tent pegs in eventually yeah. <laughs> but uh, eventually but um, and, and you know we've got where we camp at that what they call the bush camp there's a, a toilet a flush toilet and then the, the showers and that are you know half a k back up the road where the main campground is but you're not you know you're not in a you know designated lots you're not on top of each other there's heaps of space. And you just look across this giant, broad valley up to this massive red mountain that, that is Rawnsley Bluff on the outside of Wilpena Pound. And, oh, mate, like sunset on that, the, the, the sun just glows deep orange on that mountain range. It, it's just a fabulous place to visit. Well, there you go. Uh, well, Rawnsley Park Station, and we did go. Uh, we did speak about it with Michelle Hanson. So there you go. Vic's put his aspect on it, and it sounds pretty good, actually, Vic. Um, and, good, well, well, and there's proof that you have stayed there <laughs> quite a number of times, and that is your go-to place in that region, which is fantastic. And uh, it just goes to show here that we're all about being fair income, and uh, we try to give you the best places. It sounds like a ripper. But, mate... The Flinders Ranges and the road trip through there is an absolute cracker. You did send me through some notes, and when I looked at it, I mean, there is so much um, to tell people about this one. Oh, yes. Yeah, look, I, I hope we've got about two hours. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, we are on podcast, okay. but we don't want to put people to sleep either, Vic. But then anyway. No, no. No, look, I, I agree, mate. But, and that's something that you, you won't do. You won't go to sleep in the Flinders Ranges, you know. In fact, a lot of people ask me, what's your, your favourite place to go to? And, 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 you know, the Flinders is right up in the top three, uh, which amazes some people. It's very similar in terms of, of the reward you get when you drive through the Victorian high country, mm. right? Because you've got great scenery, you've got great campsites, 
you've got uh, fantastic four-wheel driving, and there is some great four-wheel driving in the Flinders Ranges. And if you haven't got a four-wheel drive, you've got a sealed road, the Flinders Way, which goes all the way from Port Augusta all the way up to Blinman, which I'm going to talk about. We'll do a little road trip as we go through there. Um, you've got a little bit of dirt road as you come back out across to the Outback Highway, which is the main drag going up towards Maree. And, um, and of course, then you've got the Parachilna Hotel there, which, and, and sorry, Parachilna with the Prairie Hotel, which is absolutely world famous. So, look, you know, it, it, it's a stunning, stunning location. Um, can I kick off on down at Port Augusta for Yeah, you? let's go, mate. Let's get into it. <laughs> well, look, you know, Port Augusta is a major town, and that's usually the place that you'll, you'll go to, do all your shopping, etc. There's a top park there as well, the, the Shoreline Caravan Park, right on the edge of the the top part of the bay of, of Spencer Gulf. Um, there's a couple of really you know, interesting things about uh, Port Augusta itself. First of all, the information centre <clears throat> is absolutely brilliant. All right. Uh, apart from all the information they give you, great, great little coffee shop, great cream buns. In fact, talking about cream buns, <laughs> um, <laughs> the French, the French pastry shop in Port Augusta, mm. right? You're now, a cake, I, you I mean, know, you know what cake shops are to you, what <laughs> pubs are to me? Exactly, and mm. I don't know. You know, you know, I'm a little bit of a an expert on on bakeries. Yes, but I, I know you, you are. I know you are, and you're a cream bun. <laughs> apart from the fact you're a, a walking cream puff, don't, don't call me a cream bun. Yeah, <laughs> oh, mate, but you are the cream bun expert of Australia. Uh, nobody. Knows cream buns more than you, I've got to say. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, mate, Port, Port Augusta is the place to get them. That's mm. the number one place for a cream bun mm. is is the little bakery in the in the main street of Port Augusta. Yep. It is the best. But the the information centre, they've got a thing called the, the Tunnel of Time, which isn't we call it the Tunnel of Love then, the, the Tunnel of Time. And uh, it's a little experience that you go through. Uh, when I say little, last time I did it, mate, I spent four hours walking through this thing. There is so much uh, history which is depicted in this fantastic exhibition. You pay about 10 bucks to get into it, which is nothing. And, uh, you know, an afternoon's entertainment type of thing. And, um, and it really brings back all the history of South Australia, the construction of the Udna, that a railway track, which was fantastic, the old Garn railway line. You know, I sat down and watched a movie for about an hour on that. That was just absolutely fascinating. The other thing is, is that they used to have a giant power station there which was driven by the coal that they mined up at Copley, which is up north of of, of Corn and Hawker and all those places. Mm. And, of course, it closed down. Of course, they've gone all, all solar and wind and all that over in South Australia. And they've actually constructed this huge, it's about $650 million solar power station over there. Now, I, I've flown over that, mate, and when you look down on these all these you know solar panels, it, it's just absolutely amazing from the air. But I did a little bit of research ready for you, and I know that'll that'll really fool you mm. if you think I just pull all this off the top of my head. But um, it, it's it seems that that power station has gone through a few ups and downs. Mm. It looked like it was going to be approved, and then it, they didn't get enough money. And then the latest thing I saw, and um, it was in uh, November of two thousand nineteen saying that another company's now taking it over. They're sinking $650 million bucks into it. But um, And this goes like power half the state by the sound of it. Mm. But it is massive, and it's just on the outskirts of Port Augusta. Okay. 
Well, I have a drink of water. You, you talk to me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. I mean, yeah, well, mate, I mean, and there's been a bit of controversy in regards to that as well, as there is all over Australia in regards to this solar power versus coal. Uh, I mean, I've, oh. I've got my own views. I know what's cheap. If you get a bit fair income here, and <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. But I know when it's under load down there, they have a few dramas. So, but anyway, that's not what we're about here. So, yeah, but, look, that's right, that's right, mate. Mm. And um, once you once you get out of uh, Port Augusta, you actually head a little bit south for a couple of k's, and then you'll you'll turn left and head across towards uh, the little place. The corn and and hawker. Now they're both worth a stop, and this is on the Flinders Way. Yep. They're, they're little towns. They they're both worth a stop in. The, the the historic buildings, which you know, part of the you know that area around the Flinders Ranges in South Australia is well known for. Awful mm. lot of stone buildings. Awful lot of stone ruins all mm. through there. Yeah, that, a lot of stone uh, ruins. Yeah. All, yeah, sorry, all through South Australia, <laughs> there is a huge amount of stone ruins. Uh, and, and sometimes when you'll drive along and then all of a sudden you'll just see one out in the distance, you know, in a paddock, you know, of, of, of stone, yeah. just, just a building that was that is now a stone ruin. And you think, someone, oh, lived, someone right. lived there once. Like, it's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but then, yeah. you know, and, and I mean, obviously we've spoken many times on the radio about Farina, which is basically a whole town of stone ruins, really. But yeah, yeah. They, they are known for it. And, and, and you can travel parts of Australia, but it, would it be right to say that you see more stone ruins in South Australia than anywhere else, really, you know, that are all sort of close together? Oh, without a doubt. Without an absolute doubt, mate, yeah. And it all stems back from uh, the the end of the uh, of the, the Boer War, I think it was, when the, the soldiers returned and the government actually gave them land grants to try and get them resettled back into Australia and, and you know, try and get their mind off what, what they'd seen and what they'd been through. And and the only trouble was that they they divvied up you know a little bit like the old forty acre block you know and they said here's yours and you know go build a house and there's a bit of sandstone around they brought it up from from down south and and they built these places and of course they're, they're right on the fringe of the desert you mm. know and the, you know some days you, you have I mean some years you have a good year but the majority of the years you're in drought you know so that's mm. why there's so many ruins and all these little buildings got built and all these little homes got built and people tried to scratch a living out of the dust. And, and it just didn't happen, and eventually they gave up, you know. And then the properties became larger then, and larger properties bought them up. And, you know, those properties need to be, you know, 50, 60, 80, 100,000 know, hectares to be viable mm. given given the drought conditions. Yeah. But the other thing that's really interesting is that in the little town of Corn, it's actually, because of those stone buildings, it's become a little bit of a hub for Australian movies. Yep. In fact, when you look at the list of films that have been, you know, had parts of their films shot there, Wolf Creek, Gallipoli, The Shirley, The Sundowners, The Light Horseman, Sunday Too Far Away. <laughs> I mean, you know, rob- Robbery Under Arms. Mm. I mean, look, we're talking some of the best films, of Australian films ever made. Mm. And, and, good, and, uh, good, and great for the and – if they, and if they continue to do that, it's great for the local economy. I know just at the moment, Vic, and it's a bit of a – we don't want to stray here, but where I live in the Hawkesbury, um, the, the, the town, you know, the town here of Richmond, which isn't far from me, they're filming a movie there now, and basically, um, unbelievable the amount of people. It's a Stephen King movie, so <laughs> you can imagine what it's Ooh, like. Scary. But, but it's, it's a bit of a buzz around the district because this thing's happening, yeah. and they're filming at night on the the lowlands along, alongside the Hawkesbury River as well. 
Children yeah. of the Corn or something it's called. I'm not sure. That apparently it's pretty popular. I, don't, scary. I know nothing yeah. about it, but they're actually filming <laughs> it in a street in Richmond right outside a mate of mine's house. So he's out, yeah. there, he's out there at night filming them. <laughs> anyway, but, oh, that's yeah. no, but it's but great. Look, it is good. It, it's good. And, 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 and in all parts of that region, I guess you could say, you know, around Broken Hill and around Silverton, which isn't too far away. Again, yeah. movies like Mad Max and Mad things Max, like that yeah. filmed out there. And, and, and it, it seems to be a lot of people think that the movie business, you know, Hollywood goes to the Gold Coast and, and, and does that. But it's not so much the case when you've got so many locations like, you know, the ones you're talking about and others in, you know, in inland Australia. Uh, mate, it's great. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's good for the – it sort of puts us on the map a little bit. And it also yeah. um, it, it boosts some money into the economy, mate. Just in Hawker, you've you mentioned to me about an art gallery there. If you're into your paintings, oh, mate, Jeff Morgan's art gallery. Even if you're not into painting, it's worth a visit because he's he's got these two circular galleries. And 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 when I say circular, it's not just you know paintings hanging on the wall. It is one painting on the wall which is circular, and you walk around inside the painting basically and, and look it's a three sixty degree painting, you know, and one is of Will Peanut Pound, the other one is of the Flinders Rangers itself. And mate, it, it, like I say, you know, if you if you're a bit like me and not much of an art connoisseur, mm. uh, you know, it is it is fantastic and it's certainly worth a couple of dollars if you need to put in the in the tin to go and have a look at that one. Well, you, and, are an uh, art, you are an artist, Vic. It's just a different type of artist, I yeah. think, sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah my, my, my artist has got something to do with cattle. Uh, finger painting, <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> in crayons. Of course, you meant the bull variety. <laughs> <laughs> I was, actually, but anyway. Yeah. So, okay, so basically, so we've gone, we've left Port Augusta. Yeah. We've, we're leaving yeah. Hawker. Where are we off to? Well, we're going to go up, straight up the middle of the Flinders Ranges. That takes you up past that Rawnsley Park that we spoke about uh, and all the great things you can do there. In fact, one of the other things you can do from Rawnsley Park is one of the station drives, the, the Chase Range uh, station drive, which you pay a little bit of money for. Now, you need a full drive for, for these ones that I'm talking about. Mm. You know, your, your normal car, your normal caravan, etc. will certainly get up the Flinders Way. It's now sealed, as I mentioned, all the way to Flinders. Uh, but if you've got a four-wheel drive, you can drop the caravan at Rawnsley Park and you know, pay the 40 bucks, I think it is, for the day, and they give you a whole set of notes to follow. It's a, a fair bit of low range. You want to know what you're doing, and that's what we do when we go there. We go out with our tour groups, and we, we book all these various station tracks. We do about seven or eight of the station tracks, in fact, while we're over in the Flinders, and they're, they're, they're brilliant. Vic, and, so um, you know, you, you run the, tri the driver training centre, and this is yeah. the game we're straying here. But when you do some of these to tag along tours, and then you do one, you do like this one in particular, where there is a, a four wheel drive track where you you know you're in low range and you need to know what you're doing. Do you find yourself yep. actually training on the tour as well? Because not everybody who goes on your tours has had four wheel driver training or gone to or or attended your um, training centre in Braidwood. Uh, do you no. find yourself yep. coaching people to make sure they you know they can get the they can oh, achieve the track? Uh, absolutely, mate. Yeah, I mean, look, that's that's why people go on a tag along is because they've got that knowledge and experience in their leader out the front, and that's our job is to help you. Mm. You know, we'll 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 be talking on the radio. We'll even hop out at times and and just watch each vehicle and give them guidance and etc. And 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 you know, it, it's pretty challenging. And the, I can tell you, mate, the the tracks, some of these station tracks in the Flinders Ranges are as challenging as anything in Australia. 
Mm. Right. So, you know, you, you, you need to have a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of understanding of what's going on. Probably not great to go out on your own if you're not overly experienced. Mm. And a lot of the stations run tours themselves. These, you know, Rawnsley Park and that will have tours that they run that you can go on. You can either go in their own vehicle or you can drive your own. So, you know, it's not like you've got to, you know, wait for Vic Whippen to come along. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, that's, uh, there's some, there's, like, we spent a, a good four days. Just in Rawnsley Park, and then doing doing day trips out from there. Yep. Heading, continuing north up there. Your next um, major point of interest is the turn off into Wilpena Pound, um, which is really what most people like know of the Flinders Ranges. This giant crater-like formation. It's pretty. It's pretty big. I mean, St Mary's Peak is over eleven hundred metres above sea level. Mm. You know, that's a fairly sizable mountain. In fact, that Rawnsley Bluff that I talked about, when we do the walk up to that, that's up around a thousand metres. In fact, I, I had a look at the map and I put it in your notes. It's got some pretty odd named mountains along that, yes. that range there. Yes, let's you go know, through got, those names: Fred Knob and well, Dick Knob. Yeah, Fred Knob, Dick Knob, and Harold Hill. Mm. You know, so um, the, I guess it was just named after the locals who lived in the area, mm. Frank and Harold, and you know. Mm. I reckon you know, I like made he, it the name Dick Knob. I mean, like that's well, well, I think that was Richard, you know. Mm, yeah. yeah, but anyway, <laughs> I mean, what a name! It's a bit different, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> a bit different. But yeah, it's a little bit different. <laughs> he, anyway, would, you know? he would, he wouldn't have copped it at school. Anyway, yeah. so Wilpena Pound National Park, which I think it would have to be a must-do on this road trip. There are yep. small entry fees, but once you get in there, yep. what can you yep. expect once you go in there and have a look around? No, oh, look. Well, look again. In Wilpena Pound itself, you've got hotel accommodation, style motel, hotel style accommodation, great restaurant there. You've got cabin style accommodation. You've got beautiful uh, powered and unpowered sites underneath the the big uh, you know river red gums that grow down in all the creek beds. And that's that's the amazing thing about the Flinders. It's an extremely dry area, very rocky and stony country. But every time you go into a creek bed, there's always a giant red gum spreading its, its ancient oak, uh, ancient boughs over the top of you, and um, and providing a bit of shade. And uh, it's just a spectacular location to, to camp, especially down there in Wilpena Pound. It's uh, it's all walking once you get in there, so it's all walks, and you know they're they're big walks. I mean, the walk up to St Mary's Peak is a a good full day walk, and even I'm really? not going to try and attempt that one, mate. It's what a, hard a full walk. a full day walk to get to the top. Oh, or, yeah, like or is, that, is that up and back a full day? Yeah, up and back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 168 metres high. Yeah, you know? I mean you've got to you know you're walking all the way up that because you virtually get, virtually get sea level when you you know down in the valley. Yeah. So, but I mean the views from up there, you know, we as I said, I went up Rawsley Bluff from from Rawnsley Park. Mm. Which is on the outside, and we look down into it, and uh, you, it's a great way to get a perspective. The other great way to get the perspective is you, there's a little airstrip there at Wilpena Pound, mm. and you can go up in a light plane. Now, I've done that too, and and to fly over the Flinders Ranges and see it from the air is the really really brings it home to you as to what that is, that looks like, where you know two two tectonic plates basically have pushed together and pushed up this great mountain range. And then you've got this oddity of this Wilpena Pound, which again, I say it looks like a meteorite has come down and, and hit the ground and it's all pushed up in a circular fashion. Uh, you know, all the rock strata is laying at a 45 degree slope. So, it, you know, once you see it from the air, 
wow, you really get the perspective of it. Um, when we were over there in September, they had this, this local um, artist um, um, exhibition going on in, in Wilpena and also up at Blinman and that, and they have all these art displays in the old shearing sheds. I've bought a bit of that art because I, I just love landscape paintings, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something else for the art lovers. Um, there's another, there's a big tree there just as you go in there called the Casno tree. Very, very famous artist was Casno and he painted this tree and it's still there. I mean, we're talking about trees that it's like, they estimate they're over 500 years old, these big old gum trees. Mm. I mean, just that on itself. This tree's been sitting there for 500 years before Cook came, mm. you know. I mean, the, the Aboriginals were wandering around and probably sitting under it, but, you know, Cook was only 250 years ago. Mm. So, you know, this tree was still still 250 years old when he, he set foot uh, mm. up here in Sydney Harbour. Yeah, but how long so, after he stepped foot? I mean, he landed in Botany Bay 250 years yeah. ago. How many years later was it until we explored this region? I mean... It would have been oh, it right. would have been years. I mean, obviously, it was the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, it was in the in the mid eighteen hundreds when yeah, so there you go. So at least you know, going, you know, seventy yeah. or 80, seventy or eighty years before we got years later. before we got out there, because obviously you know the colonies were all formed on the east coast in Sydney and and the like, yep. and out here where I live, um, and as well as uh, you know around Parramatta. I mean, it was basically so you know you're looking at a long time, wasn't it? Were we? That you know, oh, settle, uh, settlement in Australia before we got yeah. out and explored this part of Australia. It's amazing, oh, really. It's fantastic. I know it'll come as a surprise, mate. But there were no roads. No, you know, I, I know. They, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks they very had to much. Walk across the yeah. broken ground. A pretty good yeah. reason for that, Vic. There were no cars. You imbecile. Who are you kidding? Oh. Aren't you? There were no roads. <laughs> 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 there were any cars in those days? No, not in the seventeen, eighteen hundreds, mate. But anyways, <laughs> not out here. I bet here they didn't anyway. have a radio program called Road Trips Australia. No, then. no, <laughs> no. We have got plenty of people to thank for this this road trip, mate. Look from there, and I mean, and this is one where I was so, even now. So disappointed that we didn't get there. We'd been to the Big Red Bash in Birdsville. We'd come yeah. down the Birdsville track and we were heading to Willow Springs to do the Sky the sky Trek. Oh, well, that was uh, the next stop, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. That was, and that was yeah. the stop that we were going to make. And then a mate, and one of the blokes that were with me, a mate of ours, he uh, his camper trailer decided to um, throw an axle nice. and disintegrate on the Birdsville <laughs> track, which ended yeah. all of that. And uh, we were heading there. Mate, Sky Trek, you've spoken about it before. It is that well, would have to be one of the great drives. Well, that's right, yeah. I mean, from a four-wheel drive perspective, you know, Sky Trek is up there with, you know, the, the famous tracks of the high country, the Billy Goat, Mount Blue Rag. You know, it's it certainly rates right up there. I mean, it's a, it's on a private station, Willow Springs. You pay about 60 bucks you know, to access it, and you're on it all day. I mean, it's a six-, seven-hour drive. I mean, that's pretty cheap entertainment. Mm. Uh, you're in low range for about half the day. And that afternoon, as you're driving up, I call it the stairway to heaven road yep. because you go up and up and up in low first, and you're climbing, and you get to the top and you look up and you crikey, there's another one. And it just goes up and up and up, and you get to the top of that one, and you know, I must be hit. And oh, no, there's another one. And eventually, you get right up to this magnificent, you know, top of the mountain, and you look down on Willow Spring Station itself and down on the rest of the Flinders Range all the way across the World Peanut Town, and, of course, the famous ABC range. Um, oh, mate, it, it's just stunning, absolutely stunning. You can camp at Willow Springs as well if you want to. 
Um, but yeah, a great location for sure. And, and even getting there, you know, a little sidetrack um, just prior to Willow Springs is the Bunaroo uh, Road, which goes through, of course, Bunaroo Gorge. Mm. And then it actually meets up with the, the Bratchener Gorge Road. And that is the drive that you've got to do. When we did the prostate cancer rally a couple of years ago, we made sure we brought everybody back through there um, and because it's such a beautiful drive. And the, the, the geological formations of the of the rocks, you know, they're, they're again, now look, we thought 500 years old for a tree was good. Mate, these rock formations have been dated back 500 million years. Mm. And, um, and it is a brilliant drive. You, you're virtually driving up the creek bed. Um, it, it's a dirt road, but it's a good road. You don't really need four-wheel drive. I mean, a four-wheel drive vehicle's good, but you don't need four-wheel drive capability mm. to get through it. Um, you are driving up the creek bed. There are little, little splashes of water, depending on how much rain's fallen. But you're surrounded by these mountains, um, each side of you with all this different rock strata. You've got, again, the beautiful red gums, uh, trees. And there's lots of little, you're in the National Park now, so there's lots of little campsites all spread through there that you can camp in. Oh, mate, it is just, I just want to go now. <laughs> oh, it sounds fantastic, mate. I mean, people listening to this, and, and I've got to say, we've had, We've had some feedback in regards to this podcast, Vic, and it seems to be well received. Our man Gibbsy, which we we thought was a few years ago, was your imaginary friend, Ian. My imaginary friend, Ian. And, yeah, uh, and he he sent through messages saying, you know, this is it's an awesome podcast. He loves it, and because he's he's a traveller, as you know, and he's done a few trips with you, so it's fantastic yep. that we can tell people in detail about these road trips. And this is an absolute. This is this. I think this one. I mean, I'm picturing it, thinking. Mate, I'm sitting here in my studio at home looking out the window thinking, oh, yeah. what am I doing here? I want to be out there. And because we've been out there, I mean, we've all been, yeah. you know, and, and you think back, oh, geez, I wish I was back there. And some of the places over in this part of Australia are fantastic. The Flinders is right up there. I mentioned earlier you've got, the, you know, you've got those bucket list places like, you know, the Kimberleys and, you know, when people want yeah. to go to Kakadu and Cape York and, and the, yeah. and the high country, this is right on the list. This is up there. The Flinders Ranges oh, yeah. has yeah. to be right yeah. on the list. So, okay, so we've done all that, and then we um, we rejoin. Um, we'll get, we, we'll we, get back north yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, we go north of Willow Springs. Yeah, well, Willow Springs has got Skytrek, and then we keep going north from there. You eventually get to the end of the bitumen up at Blinman. Just prior to that, there's our Parna Station, which, again, allows you to camp. They've got little little, uh, little cabins there as well. They've got a, a great little um, what they call the sunset drive. So again, some little notes you can you can purchase off them, and do the the afternoon sunset drive and have uh, champagne on top of a mountain watching the sunset. We we go in there and we do that one. They've also got access to uh, what I reckon is uh, one of the most daunting four drive tracks um, in there in the Flinders, and that's what we call the Mount Samuel track. And uh, that that's definitely you want to be experienced. You want to go with a friend. Uh, that's a track where you you come down off the top of the mountain in your four wheel drive into a into a gorge, and it, the gorge is aptly named Buggery Gorge. And um, to be honest, mate, that's the gorge that I I actually walk in front of each of the, the client vehicles when we go there and guide them through for about two or three hundred meters, mm. because you know you're rock hopping, you're getting around washed up logs. 
and things like that. So, but, so know, again, this is definitely not for the for people. You need a four-wheel drive, obviously, for this. So, um, yeah, just yeah. those station tracks. Yeah, yeah but yeah. the actual drive, you can get into our partner station in your two-wheel drive, mm. so you can still go there and camp there. And and the, the beauty of it is that you don't have to do the four-wheel drive trek no, that's right. to, yeah. to enjoy it. I mm. mean, the whole bloody place is just beautiful. Oh, absolutely. And, and if you cop it after rain, you know, and I think this year, God, I hope we can travel soon. But, you know, the, the, after this year, you know, we've had a bit of rain this year. The, the wildflowers, particularly in September when they come out, I've seen those rocky, bare, you know, barren uh, hillsides totally covered in great blankets of purple, white, gold, you know, it, it's, oh, mate, it is absolutely brilliant when you get a bit of rain and the wildflowers come out. And that's that's what the, the Flinders is really best known for is its wildflower uh, season when they get a good a good bit of winter rain. And it's looking quite good at the moment, you know, mm. the way the way the weather patterns are going. Because, you know, even this week they've had rain down that way. Mm. Oh, absolutely, mate. That's fantastic. <laughs> when you, so your 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 chance, and we're not saying it's on, but you are a chance of doing this basically this road trip and or part yep. of it at least in September if travel restrictions are you know well and truly lifted. Um, oh, absolutely. And that's in September. Yep. There is a chance that you could be doing it this year. Would you Would you do this yourself? Oh, but, well, look, you know, the, 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 all of our plans have been turned on, on their ear at the moment, and mm. I'm itching to get out, mate. So yeah, yeah, you'll be doing chance. all of them. <laughs> you'll be doing all of them. <laughs> and, and, and it, and, well, I'll tell you what, if I, if, if I hear, you know, if we are able to do this in September, and if the wildflowers are like, I think they will be, mate, you, you, we'll be doing these road trip things for me on the road out there because mm. I definitely will go. Yeah, well, I know mate, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just looking at, you know, what I've got on. I might come with you. But anyway, <laughs> and we get it, mate, would, yeah. how good would it be to actually, do, you know, because obviously we can we can take our gear with us. I mean, I say our gear, I'm talking about our studio gear. We can actually uh, make that portable. Yeah. And wouldn't it yeah. be great to actually do the podcast from out there? It'd be fantastic. And, no, uh, look, we when we can travel, mate, we've got to do something like that. Yeah, yeah. De- well, definitely, we definitely will. And, and not only that, I mean, we've got some pretty big plans for this podcast. And uh, so stay tuned for that. But uh, certainly could do that. And it would be great just to get, like, when we've got some, you know, one of the one of the travellers that are with us, you know, to, to get them on yep. and, and, and get that. Oh, yeah. you, know, what, you know, for someone that's experienced it for the first time, we could say, look, you know, how is this for you? What are you thinking? You know, like, yeah, and, and, yeah. Then, and that would give people an, a, absolute, a real insight to what they can expect. You know, by, by some, you know, we get somebody who's just, you know, one of the people, one of the one of your customers on, yeah. on the podcast yeah. and... You know they can relay their experience for for doing it the first time. So anyway, well, we, mate, we, we digress as we do, mate. Where <laughs> so let's keep going because we've still got a little bit to get through, not a lot, a whole lot, but little, um, yeah, we're getting there. We're yeah, getting we there. are. So look, close. That, that's um, that's our partner station, and then Blinman itself is a great little town. And when I say little, I mean the main street's fifty metres long, mm. all right, and it's got a, a, a nice little cafe. Always stop there and have a. A Kwandong pie with, with ice cream. What was that right? pie again? Um, Kwandong. Yeah, yeah. So the Flinders Rangers is Spell that for me, Vic. Q U, not Kwandong. Q U O N D O N G. Kwandong. Okay. All right? Yes. The Kwandong pie, right? Mm. And the Kwandong fruit is is quite famous for growing in this dry Flinders Rangers area. Mm. Okay. And the little cafe there, they, they make these beautiful little 
uh, tarts or pies out of them, and then you have a Devonshire you tea with that. You have a nice cup of tea, and you sit down and you have ice cream with it. And oh, mate, <laughs> that's why you drive the blooming, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. You love it, but and well, there's the, something for me out there as well. And we'll get to oh, it in a sec. The, the, the famous Prairie Hotel. I mean, you're you're chasing the bakeries and the tarts. Yep. And yep. The cream puffs. I'm <laughs> chasing, I'm, I'm chasing the, the cold schooners. Mate, my wife has heard you say that, that I was chasing the tarts. She's not too impressed. But anyway, mm. um, I'm, um, I'm also going to let you know that there's a great pub in Blinman, the Blinman Hotel. Yep. Um, and in fact, on, our, on the trip that we've been talking about, the trip we run, we, we offer three options on that. Right? You can camp, you can bring your camper trailer and stay in that. And you can stay in a motel or a hotel every night. Yeah. So we do it as a complete package. You can either have it accommodated, you can have it camping trip or a camper trailer trip. And we stay in the Blinman Hotel. It's another great rustic sandstone building, uh, beautifully restored, beautiful hotel, great restaurant, um, just just perfect, just perfect for the area. Mm. Uh, from there, we, we turn, uh, turn towards the west, and drive out towards uh, Parachilna. We're coming out of the Flinders Ranges. You do follow a creek bed past another another caravan park called Angaracina. Unbelievable names these. That, that every every one of these names, which you have trouble getting your tongue around, people do ask me what what does that mean. And I say, oh, look, that that you know Angaracina. That's the, the meeting of two rivers. Every single you know weird name we come up with, it's the meeting of two rivers. And um, I think I've talked about this before with you, but half the time I'm right. But but anyway, uh, I might move on. You did say uh, you were an artist. Anyway, go on. <laughs> yeah. Just down past Angaratina, the, the road drops down as winds around the hills, and that they are usually bathed in wildflowers I'm talking about. And then it drops down into the riverbeds, and it, there's all these free camps. I mean, you don't have to pay. Mm. You know, there's these beautiful free camps. You just set up along the riverbed. But these riverbeds are dry, you know, so... 99% of the time, they're dry. Mm. And if and if it rains, you don't camp in a riverbed, all right? So we've just got to make sure people understand that. Mm. Uh, you, you, you camp up on the edge of the dry riverbed, again, under the beautiful spreading boughs of those river red gums, and uh, and it's just, it's just just beautiful. And you, you could spend a week there, you know, and just relax and go for little drives. And, you know, I've only mentioned a couple of the station track drives. There's a couple of public access routes that you can do as well. And again, you just you know get online and get the notes for those. So there's an awful lot of travel. Like I say, we spend twelve days doing this trip, you know. Mm-hmm. But that road, you actually come out of the range, and it's, <laughs> here's something else that knocks your socks off. Right, you drive out of the range, and you're in dead flat country. Like it's as flat as a, a billiard board all the way to the bloody West Australian coast. Mm. Like, I'm you know, <laughs> You know what I thought of when you told me that? You ever driven around the top of Cape of the top of Cape York, the top of Fraser Island, where you're driving yeah, along yeah. and you see the wild surf on your right, and as you go around the peak, it's just like a pond. It's just amazing. Just yeah, it's yeah. amazing. You see where the where actually the, the, the waves are just breaking into the water and then it's like flat. It's well, just amazing that the difference. So that was I know it's got nothing to do with what we're talking about, but that's oh, look, I, I get what you're saying. It's it's the same it was yeah. the first thing I thought of when you said that. Which proves yep. I do listen, Vic. Um, there you go. When, when, well, you, mate, when you come out of those places, and it's a bit like when you're travelling that that road up, you know, around uh, north of Cloncurry, Cloncurry, between Cloncurry and Mount Isa, 
And yeah. you've got it's. And I had a mate of mine with me one day up there, and he said, "This is like Arizona, with with the yeah. with the rock formations, but then it disappears. Yeah. It's just yeah. amazing. And, and Australia is we're so blessed to have these drives. Why yep. anybody would travel overseas when you can go and experience these these sorts of things in these places? It amazes me. But anyway, so go on. So we're heading. So what what do we do then? We're heading towards the um. Uh, to join the up with, that, with uh, the, oh, right, yeah. the Prairie Hotel. We, we, That's it. So yeah. you, you hit that outback way at yeah. Parachulna. Yeah. And Parachulna, all there is there, mate, is the Prairie Hotel. Yeah. Uh, you look back across this dead flat country, as you said, and your analogy was fantastic because it is like looking at a, from a, a beautiful lake or a mill pond into, a, into a, a, a raging sea because the mountains of the raging sea and the, and the, the desert plains that, that Parachulna is on is, is the, the calm lake. Mm. And it's just incredible how those mounds, that whole Flinders Range is just jumps up out of the, that, that plain country. Um, and, of course, the Prairie Hotel, mate, it's, it's famous. I mean, it's well famous. Um, they, they've got, they, they've got the, the menu there. You can stop and have lunch. You can even stay. They've got accommodation. But the menu is the roadkill menu. Yeah, what's on right? the menu, Vic? Just tell us. Just... Oh, look, <laughs> mate, you, you name it. You've got emu. You've got rue. Right, you've got crocodile, you've you got camel, you, you name it. Any of the animals that you might see when you're travelling Australia, um, believe it or not, are on the menu. We should point um, out that they're not the actual ones off the side of the road. We best, best just point that way. <laughs> well, it does. The roadkill menu does like, make you go, oh, really? Yeah, I know. It's not, it doesn't seem too inviting. I mean, it's not like the uh, the bistro menu at the uh, Hawkesbury Hotel, I can tell you. But anyway. Well, I tell you what, this <laughs> food is But I could, oh, mate, I've got no doubt. And I mean, it'd be, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I've never been in there, but I've, I've spoken to people who've been there and they reckon that it's a fantastic, it's one of those must-do pubs that, in fact, we should talk to them on the radio one time. It's one of those pubs that you need yeah, to you get should. to and you yeah. need to check out that menu as well. But there's a lot more to, you know, there's a lot more there than just the menu. Um, there's the railway station behind the pub. Oh, look, that's fantastic. Like, it's the old railway. But well, that train, that railway line used to have trains on it every day going up to the coalfields of Copley. Um, and, of course, all that's closed down, as, as we were talking about earlier. Mm. And... Um, and so it's, it's like, you know, it's just a historic site now. Mm. But there's some fantastic artwork just mm. at the back of the Prairie Hotel between the hotel and the railway line. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, some of it is just like it, it cuts out, cut out pieces of steel, flat mm. pieces of steel. And you look at it and go, well, what's that all about? But mm. then you walk around the front of it and look back and, and they all line up and it's actually a train. And it looks like it's coming down the railway track. Oh, it's just just very very clever stuff, you know. Mm, amazing. Um, you talk about Copley, which isn't far from Lee Creek, am I right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and right you, next door. You, you talk about <laughs> that's right. You talk about the mining that was there, and I was in Lee Creek. Oh, I was in Copley as well as Lee Creek. That was on our trip when the yeah. uh, mate's trailer um, actually had a you know basically had a hemorrhage. Um, Lee Creek near Copley was a very weird place because the mining had gone. But the town was still there. That the housing was still there. With basically at that yeah. point, still had driveways and lawns that like looked like relocatable type homes. Yep. But the size of three bedroom houses, just empty. It was like driving through a suburb, like a sub, like a like you know a neighbourhood. Yep. You know, that could be in Western Sydney or Melbourne or Brisbane, but empty. Yeah. Just it was very very yeah. eerie feeling when you're driving through. You know, when you're driving through, say a. a 
as a suburb, not so much a suburb, but a housing estate, for instance. But all, yeah. the, but there's nobody yeah. there. All the places are empty. I mean, it was just, you know, and, and the yeah. lawns and the gardens and everything's still there, but no people. And then, then we popped into the Lee Creek Hotel, which basically was just, um, you know, I think there were two people there, but you could see that at one point the pub was big enough to, you know, entertain a couple of thousand people. It's just yep. amazing. And, and the caravan park there again, just nobody there. The, the, because of the mining had gone. But the one thing that the mining left behind was the, was the phone service. The yeah. mobile phone yeah. coverage was unbelievable there. Oh, yes, right. Yeah, you, you, you know, you come all the way down that Birdsville track with no phone service all the mm. way from Birdsville over a couple of days, and then all of a sudden you come into little Copley and Lee Creek and bing, off goes the phone. You know? Did they move look, that town, Vic, is that right? Did they move Lee, or move Copley, was it? Did they move the actual well, town? Is, do you know? No, no, what's what's happening? So Copley was the original town that, that grew up along the, the Garn Railway line in the late 1800s, okay? So it was the town that was there that, that grew up around the original Garn Railway. Um when they started doing the coal mining in the nineteen, you know, uh, mid nineteen hundreds, um, they needed a, a a larger town for all the workforce. So Lee Creek was established only like ten k down the road. Yeah. And as you say, it looks like you're just driven into a you know a Sydney Western Suburbs um, you know um, housing yeah. housing estate. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it was it was so. I'd never seen. I mean, obviously we've you know we've been through some ghost towns, and I'm and, and the Mary Kathleen, which was a bit similar, and up up there near Mount Isa. But I've got to say to you, it was very, it was a very eerie feeling. It was quiet, but you could see where there would have been hundreds of families living there, and all the houses are still there. And like I say, with gardens and lawns and you know concrete driveways going up on you know to carports. Where there were yep. families living and there was actual community, but it's just nobody there. Very, well, very, mate, it was very eerie. The reason that was so made such an impact on you is that you know that town only died like five years ago, mm. uh, and you would have been in there a couple of years ago. So, yeah, that's, that's right. You know, that, mm. that that place was a thriving town, as you said. Overnight, virtually, they shut down the coal mining, which shut down the town. Everybody got you know got up and left. And um, and and that town is intact now. Over time, that will probably all get dismantled, and eventually, you know, our, like you know, my grandkids will be doing road trips. We hope, and um, and they'll drive into that area, and that'll look like what Mary Kathleen looks like now—just mm. a concrete slab, and and where a road used to be, yep. and the concrete slab was the slab of where the house was. Mm. You know, yeah, the Mary but, Kathleen. But yeah, yeah, it's only just gone become a, a ghost town, basically. Well, that's yeah. well. There was still, like I say, the pub was still open. Um, very, 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 you know, low numbers in there. In fact, nobody apart from you know, <laughs> like one or two people sitting there having a beer and and um, and and the and the bar bar staff. But you could just see that you know you could just when you walked in there, it was like not so long ago on a Saturday night, you probably wouldn't have been able to get in there to get a feed. A massive kitchen, bistro, yep. dining area. That they yeah. really and, and like you say, and this is what happens, this is what's happened in Australia for years, Vic, where the mining goes, the town goes, and then everything's left behind. And when you think we talked, you know, we mentioned the the ruins and we mentioned Farina, where once upon yeah. a time that was the you know, in a different time, that was 
that was the place to be. That was a that was a town. That was a you know there was a community mm. where today it's just yeah. stone ruins. And like you say, and I think you are right. Obviously, it won't be stone ruins because half of the buildings were made out of that. Um, you know what do they call that? Yeah, yeah prefab stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but but the, but but it'll be like the Mary Kathleen. There'll be driveways and you know, yep. concrete and roads. Concrete slabs. And, I mean, the Mary yeah. Kathleen still has the public pool and the tennis court there. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, yeah. and now people are parking motorhomes and caravans in those driveways yeah. around. Yeah, but all right, well, we, we wander. So okay, yeah, look, so we so all right, so we're we're leaving the Prairie Hotel, heading south. Yep, coming down, heading back towards Port Augusta. You're coming down the Outback Highway. You've got uh, it's a magnificent drive in its own right. As I say, you're on that flat plain, and all the way on your left is the the giant mountain range, the jagged mountain range off. Finders Rangers, drive it in late afternoon and you've got the beautiful sun on it. It just looks stunning. Um, there's a couple more places to, uh, to look at. Myrna Morna Station, uh, about 40k down from Parachilna. Worth a stop in, accommodation there. You can put your caravan in there or you can put your tent up, all that kind of stuff. And again, they've got station tracks. They've got very, very contrasting station uh, drivers, mate. Um, one goes out to Lake Torrens. So it's straight across that dead flat country out to Lake Torrance. I think it's the second largest salt lake in Australia. And um, you go right out to the edge of that. So that's a dead flat drive and then a, this massive white salt lake unless they've had rain and then it's just covered in water. And the other one, of course, is, is back up in the, uh, to, the, to the east. And I've got to look up the name of it because it's been hard to get your tongue around, mate. Mm. Um, yeah, I've got to look at it here. Um, I can't even pronounce it. Starts with B. It's a whole lot of letters. It probably means the meeting of two rivers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of your best, Vic. Actually, it's taken you five years to crack a funny. Very good. Yeah, but, <laughs> the meeting but, yeah, of look, two I'm gonna, rivers. Yeah, look, I'm going to try, mate. I'm going to try. It's yep. Bun Binyanya. Okay. Right? Well, Bun Binyanya Range. Yeah. Uh, you know uh, what? I'm looking at it now. Bun Binyanya Range, I think, would be how you would pronounce it. B U N B I N Y U W N A. Bun Binyanya yeah. Range, mate. You should just ask the, me to pronounce it straight up, mate. I would have got I'll, that. I'll help you, mate. Yeah, no, that's great. There's the meeting of two rivers on top of a yeah, hill. exactly right, mate. Yeah, but exactly. that's a great four-drive track. I've done that one. Again, a lot of low range. Yeah. Um, go up to, to lookouts. From one of the lookouts, you look back west and you can see the salt glimmer, the white glimmer of Lake Torrens right on the edge of the horizon as you look across, mate. Mm, uh, mate but, yeah, fantastic. another great four- or five-hour drive mm. that you could do. And even the access road uh, that you get to that, that's what they call the Morolana Scenic Drive. Now, mm. this is a, it's a dirt road, but it's a two-wheel drive road. If it's dry, you can tow your van through there. And, in fact, it comes out just south of Rawnsley Park, which we talked about. And that is a beautiful drive if you've just got your stand, you know, standard vehicle and you can't do these four-wheel drive tracks. This is as good as you're going to get. Um, driving, winding around beautiful hillsides past some of the old stone roots, uh, constantly awe-inspiring colours in the mountains. Even if there are no wildflowers, you know, when you look at the Flinders Ranges, they, they you know how our blue mountains, you know, obviously they've got that blue hue to them. Mm. The Flinders Ranges have got a purple hue to them. Um, and, and, and it's a mixture of the, the local pine that grows there um, with the, you know, putting off its, its blossom. In fact, I've been driving up that Flinders Way and and I've seen smoke just suddenly appear out of these these pine trees, these these natural 
um, pine trees that grow there. And I go, what the hell's happened? Is that, that tree's just caught fire. And in fact, it's the pollen as the wind blows, right? It's all the pollen on, on the flowers that are on the needles mm. that just released. You know, it's like that stuff that happens in the ocean with the coral. And you see this great puff of what looks like smoke or steam coming up off the tree. And it's actually the pollen coming up. And that's in September again yep. when, you know, when we travel through there. It's just an amazing sight. Yeah, unbelievable, mate. One hell of a road trip this week, Vic, as we start <laughs> all the way back at Port Augusta, which seems like yeah. we've done the whole thing, like we've been here for a couple of weeks. So if, if you're still <laughs> listening, we thank you for doing that oh, <laughs> and sticking with it. But there's a lot to be, but this is what we're about. We're about road trips, and it won't be long before we'll be able to get back out and do some of these trips. That is an absolute humding. And now, Vic, you're running, hopefully... Uh, you mm. usually run trips through there, so people can just yep. keep an eye on that and keep an eye on your website as well once um, restrictions and things start to get lift, lifted. And like I've, like I've said a couple of times already today, that if you are listening to this podcast in a couple of months' time, well, some of this won't make sense to you, but we are doing this <laughs> in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. And so, you know, um, obviously we need to just give people info on all of that. So if um, – but if you do run a trip through there – um, later in the year, which hopefully you can, uh, mate. Yeah. It, 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 it's an absolute cracker, and people can just jump onto your website, 4wd.net.au, and, and book a spot if they can get a spot. <laughs> yeah, well, look, that's right, mate. And, and as I say, we've got those three options. You can stay in accommodation, which includes dinner and, and breakfast. You can uh, you can camp in your swag or your tent, or you can bring your off-road trailer. We've got three options, three different price levels for that. And even to the point where if you do decide to camp, you know, we can, you, you come in and still have dinner with us, well, you know, with the dinner option. So you can either do your own meal or you have to have the dinner included. So all those options are, are on there. And we've, we've done that a couple of years now. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it's very, very popular. Oh, yeah, mate, what would it be, mate? One, one, like I said, one hell of a road trip this week. Um, it is an absolute cracker. That Vic, you've outdone yourself. Uh, the Flinders Rangers road trip. It's been an absolute beauty and apologies if, apologies if you thought it went a bit long, but, I mean, at the end of the day, we mm. want to give you as much mm. information as it, and although we did get sidetracked a couple of times talking about the Mary Kathleen and other places, Lee, Lee Creek, which still haunts me. I thought it was a very... <laughs> I just thought it was very, very strange. And like you say, if it, was, it would have been... It would be three or four years ago we were there. But there was yep. still lawn on the grass. So the, 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 in the, the yeah. houses, so we would have been there, you know, basically five minutes after the place was evacuated. There was all the shops were closed yep. by a little grocery store and the pub. Caravan Park was open. That was about it. And uh, and there was still the odd the odd place where there was a car in the driveway, but I'm talking if I saw three. If I didn't see three, I saw two. It was just the place was empty. So anyway, so yeah. we did get sidetracked a bit. But anyway, all right, Vic, right. Well, that's a great road trip. Um, this week, mate, an absolute beauty, mate. Well done. All right. And, uh, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Don't forget that um, uh, if you want to go uh, know any more about this road trip, go on to Vic's website because he has all these trips on there, 4wd.net.au. Also, if you uh, want some more information on Rawnsley Park, what a fantastic place. And how good was it that Michelle Hansen came on to talk to us about Rawnsley Park Station? And then we get Vic on, who's actually stayed there many, many times. It's uh, qu quite amazing. And uh, so, obviously, it's it's the go-to place to base yourself in that particular region anyway, whilst you are on this road trip. 
But that is Road Trips Australia this week. If you want to be a part of it, you can do that. You just send an email to me. Just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au. Click on the contact button there, and we certainly do appreciate the feedback. Any suggestions for a road trip you want uh, Vic and I to talk about, you can certainly do that via that email, bluecollarmedia.com.au, and click on the contact button. But that is this edition, this week's edition of Road Trips Australia. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll knock up another podcast for you next week. Until then, stay safe, and we'll see you then. South, east, west, on the road with no address When you're out on highway number one